listen, the residuals wouldn't exist without people dying. It's just a fact. And we often discuss difficult topics like mental health and abuse. However, I just wanted to pop in real quick before this episode to warn you that we deal with depression, suicide, death of a sibling, and death of parents. So please avoid this episode and re-listen to an old favorite if that's best for your mental health today. We love you. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. A coffin that was found randomly in the house, like... Oh, no. <laughs> ...between floors. Oh, Jesus. Was it occupied? <laughs> No, but they had been occupied. There were traces of, like, hair and clothes. Oh, fuck. But no skeleton. I don't know what's worse, <laughs> if there's something in there or if there's a, there was, and they were like, you know what? We should free this up. Just no, the bigger question <laughs> is, did other living people remove it or did it get up and walk away on its own? <laughs> Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. Oh. oh, hello. Oh, my God. Who is this fancy lady? Jesus Hi. fucking Christ. <laughs> Listen, Martha. So sorry I'm late. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Listen, I just want to start off. People can't see us because they're, they're using their ears. I'm just going to do a quick visual description. Um, All right, let's do it. <laughs> I uh, I'm wearing what I slept in last night that I also did the walk to school in this morning. Um, (laughs) And I'm looking at Martha who looks like a screen siren uh, with her Mm -hmm, hair, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. incredibly gorgeous put together. And this hair swoop is so good with the red lip and the black turtleneck. It's gorgeous. The turtleneck, the jewels, listen, Jesus fucking Christ! I I feel like uh, I I feel like Oliver Twist uh, going to ask for an extra bowl of porridge from a very glamorous yet is, lovely person. It's six p.m. here. Good point. Oh, it's yeah. ten a.m. there. It's six p.m. here. Okay. I've had well, I haven't had all day to get ready, but because <laughs> I've been running around, I've literally just run in from a train, but. <laughs> Martha, Martha, listen. Some, here's a truth bomb. I will most likely still be wearing my pajamas at six p.m. Um, so well, you got kids. <laughs> even be- even before children. That, but that's beside the point. I am so excited to finally yeah. meet you. We've been we've been messaging over the Instagrams for ages now and it is just absolutely wonderful to meet you over the internet um transcontinentally from the UK. Hi, it's so nice to meet you guys. I I'm a big fan of your podcast. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm blushing. That makes like, me so happy. The ghost. <laughs> 
well, I came across you, and this is how we met, of course, through Margot. Yeah. Stilly. Mm -hmm. And um, um, just for everybody listening, Margot Stilly was on as an interview, season four, episode 11. Yes. And that is yes. how we have all managed to meet up. Yeah. She had, she had a pervy. Yeah. No, she yeah. had a pervy go. Yes. And then she came to stay in a castle in Scotland. And that was at the time my house. That was my then boyfriend's house. And she had to sleep in our closet. <laughs> my God. She was so scared. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am so excited to hear about this. Um, mm -hmm. So, Martha, we tell us yeah. about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, oh, wait, before we start, shit. I'm Emily. Oh, and I'm Joy. And this is the uh, residual. Let's just, because otherwise we'll forget. Okay, Martha, fucking tell us about yourself. Go for it. <laughs> That's always such a hard question, isn't it? I know. <laughs> what do you think? Um, okay, so I grew up in Norfolk. I now live in London. I had um I well I'm 43 now so I've had a few boyfriends in the past and some of them have lived in big scary haunted houses mm. actually the house I grew up in was just a perfectly ordinary old rectory but th that had a little activity going on as well I've actually just come back from staying with friends of mine um whose mother was uh, the, the the male of the friends of mine his mother was my medium and she was incredible was she there she sadly died. I miss her so oh, much. No, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I do sometimes get like little things, and I'm like, "Oh, hi, Jennifer." She was so amazing. So I met. I, I kind of just moved to the area. I just got married. My husband or engaged. My husband was like, "Okay, if we're going to get married, you've got to go take over the family house." I went to this county, and I knew no one, like no one. Oh, God. And my husband didn't introduce me to anyone. Oh, that's nice. And what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was just living with my mother-in-law, who was quite tricky, who I found quite tricky. <laughs> I'm sorry, but just the joint reaction of me and Joy with <laughs> And I love my mother-in-law. I love like, mine. It's just I when, have a hard time living with my husband sometimes because I just want to be alone. Like. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically I'm like sharing this house with this woman who's going to be teaching me. You know, all these houses have their little nicks and knacks and ways. And she was meant to be teaching me how to run this particular house. And and I found her quite challenging. And I'm sure she found me quite challenging as well. Um, anyway, so I ended up with like seven dogs because I was really lonely. <laughs> oh, my God. I you made your own pack. I love that. Oh, I it's so cute. I love that. <laughs> and, and I'd be well. I, 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 they just kind of find me. I always rescue, and you know, they find you. And uh, anyway, so I'd be walking these seven dogs on Saturday, and we owned all the good hunting country. So the hunt would come hooning through, <gasps> and I thought. You've just got to get back on a horse. You just got to man up. I'd had a bad fall when I was thirteen, broke my neck and my back. Oh, oh my yada, yada. goodness! Um, so I got back on. I got back on a horse, and I'm. I'm not very good at riding because then I broke my back again. Okay, <laughs> and this hell. is how I met Jennifer. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> well, listen. Just and if I may yeah. interject for a second, yes. you're in good company because whether medically or accidentally, we have all messed up our necks at some point. Yes. Yeah. 
Joy and I both have, we both have, we have, we're held together in our necks by cadaver croutons, both myself and Joy. Some plates and some plates. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. How many times have you broken your back? Oh, uh, now like uh, two times, my back two times and my neck once. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just not very good at riding. The fact that you have to stop and think to count is <laughs> I, I I feel like mother, mother, as, as someone who let's talk yeah. about you breaking your shit and in the process oh, getting to meet a psychic. So in the process getting to meet a psychic. Mm-hmm. So I just broke my back again. <laughs> Doll. And <laughs> as you do. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? As I do. <laughs> Most sane people have given up at that juncture. <laughs> you know what, Martha, Instead, as the I saying goes, you've so got trouble. to just get back on the horse. Persistence. Wait, did you did you were you doing side saddle when you fell? Uh, no, actually, no. I So I do now mostly only ride side saddle, but both those big falls, I'd have died had I been side saddle. But weirdly, I still feel safer side saddle. Hmm. Yada, yada. I was astride for both of those, but I was predominantly riding side saddle. Jeez Louise. At this juncture. So anyway, so um, so I'm, I'm meant to still be in bed at this stage. Um, I was meant to lie flat on my back for eight weeks, and I was like... This is dull. <laughs> oh my God, Joy! I think we have found up uh, you. Welcome to our club. Mm-hmm, you are mm-hmm, you are officially mm-hmm. welcomed into being yep. one of our people. You're here. You're here. Yay! Anyway, <laughs> well, the new kitchen was coming in, and then it was it was nearly Christmas, and of course I had a housework for Christmas, and and then. And then, so anyway, so it's my concession to the doctors. I didn't ride for four weeks and I didn't hunt for five. So I gave them like half the time. I thought that'll be enough. To be fair, the doctors were right. I do still have a lot of back problems. But <laughs> I love it. I like that you could, in retrospect, you're like, you know what? You I, you were right with your if professional you medical advice. Sitting at home with a broken back, stay still. <laughs> I mean, I very anyway. much. I, go ahead, go ahead. I'm not going to take up any more time about back injuries and stuff. But I, we can identify. feel you, and have definitely had doctors yell at me as well. So continue. Anyway, so so broken back. So I'm still not meant to be driving. The first meet that I go to, I I live. Uh, next door to the master and he's field mastering so when you're hunting you've got the hounds and then the huntsman and the whip and then you've got the master who's in charge of the field so I'm still not going to be riding my husband's hidden the lorry keys I have to go I have to get a lift with the with the master and of course he's field mastering so he has to stay out till the end now the meet was at this house of these people that I'd met briefly they were really really nice they were like don't worry you know if you get tired before the end of the day, just put your horse in the stable and go in and make yourself a cup of tea. So I do this. And as the kettle's boiling, um, this nice batter old lady comes downstairs and she says, oh, hello. I said, oh, hello, I'm Martha. Um, I hope this is okay. Would you like a cup of tea? And she said, yes, yes, love one. I'm Jennifer. And then she says, oh, you break your back recently. I said, yes, yes, it's time to Lucy tell you. I didn't know they knew. And they And she said, no, no, no. Your grandfather's here with you right now. Your dead grandpa's with me. Tell me about your back. 
he was with you when you fell and he pushed you out of the way so you didn't die because my horse had a rotational she like flipped three times thank god she was okay i mean oh, oh my god, god thank god but um i know i mean that was the worst bit i mean after we fell i Holy literally I, I face planted like a javelin and then i i, I sort of picked myself up a bit and i'm like oh that hurts and I see her on her back, like oh, 300 no. yards down the hedge. So I get up and I run down and I'm like sitting on her head going, don't move princess, don't move. You know, we'll, we'll get you patched up. Don't, please don't make any breaks worse. And um, she got up and trotted away sound. And it was then that I thought, oh yeah, no, this really does hurt. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus, Louisa. Oh my God. Anyway, so he, she described that fall to me and that my grandfather was with me right then. What was then really incredible was I was living in this house in Northamptonshire and she then told me about all the places that I wouldn't go there on my own or after dark. She knew all of that, like she'd never been to that house. I hardly oh. knew, I'd, I'd never met her before. I hardly knew her son and daughter-in-law. She was incredible. She's always been so accurate for me. I miss oh her so God. much. Oh my God. <laughs> she was called Jennifer Holland and she was amazing. Um, what else? Did you say? So she told me about, so there was um, in the house that I was living in, Western Hall, there was a room called the Needlework Room, which was, you know, obviously ladies had nothing to do all day before they had to move their own kitchens in. And then they'd do needlework. <laughs> or recover from a broken spine a few times. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the needlework room was full of all this wonderful needlework. Anyway, but there was, you could hear the silk skirts of someone walking. There was a landing outside and in the needlework room. And it was always bitterly cold in the needlework room. So there was someone there. There was, with, there was just this one little patch of pine trees. The rest of the garden was incredible. But there was this little patch of pine trees on the way up to the tennis court and the swimming pool. And I would not go there after dark, or if I had to, I would run through. Oh. And and she told me that there had been a stream there, which actually then married up, and, and a little boy had drowned there. Oh, God. Oh, no. Um, and I would not go there. Yeah, I hated that place. Um, what other ghosts did we have there? It wasn't too bad there. My mother-in-law was the scariest thing there, really. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so Margot said it was, uh, Margot mentioned the nursery or something. Um, oh, so that was a different house. That oh, was then, okay. then I break up with that husband, well, um, well, come back to we, London. Before we yeah. go to that one, what were the other spots that Jennifer pinpointed in that in that first house? There was a well as well. There was something about the well. I don't remember it exactly now, though, stupidly. Was it maybe the little boy drowned in the well? But there was, in these pine trees, there was something really fucking sinister. Mm -hmm. it, oh, God, is it okay to swear? She oh, says, fuck yes. A no, pint of whiskey. That's fine. Marlboro Red and a pint of whiskey. Listen, I am envying your exact moment right now. I wish I was there with you doing the same God, thing. Wait five more hours, babe. Five more hours. <laughs> it's no, it's yes, it's totally fine. It's uh, totally cigarette fine. looks divine. Seriously. We were just Live talking on about this the other day. So what was it? So was it just a feeling in the pine trees, or did it just because we've talked about when when something just looks too dark, like it's absorbing the light. 
um was it or was it a combo of the two it wasn't just that it was there was definitely something very sinister there mm -hmm. i i'm i'm not a medium i'm not a particular seer but there was but i think i i feel things and i'm i'm an empath and i there was something there i really hated and in fact even oh. in the daylight i would go around given the option i really That's didn't thing, like that right? That's like the yeah. way you can be like, no, this is really fucked up because like high noon, I don't want to walk the fuck through here. Yeah. yeah. Do you did you ever read a brilliant children's book called Carrie's War? Oh God, I did. Yes. Yes. With 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 what was that wonderful witch called? It wasn't um it wasn't Hegarty, it was Hepsi Bar. Yes. And do you remember there was like I I feel like that was very much something that English children read. I was going to say there's some mean? English yeah. shit because yeah, no. I'm not sure. But basically, in Carrie's War, there's this bit, there's this bit in the woods, and I think that it turns out that there's a Roman temple or something underneath. I don't know whether there was anything underneath this, but it was incredibly sinister place. Um, yes, really strong, really. We've, we've discussed that before especially because the difference you know with the layers and the length of um habitation in certain areas like there's just so many extremely old structures in the uk mm. compared to over yeah. here <laughs> us we're like oh my god it's a hundred years old it's so old <laughs> we're like, we're like okay. that's brand new shit was just <laughs> built last week what are you talking about and I, I mean detailed. also yeah. I'm, I'm sure this house that you were in had been in a, a family for centuries it was a really interesting house because it always came down the female line oh shit and that so doesn't really happen really that doesn't happen very, very well. It rare. was the smaller house of the family, but actually the bigger house of the family, which was about an hour north in Derbyshire, has quite a few famous ghosts. Um, there was a little boy who used to kiss, there was a cold kiss on Lady's <gasps> hand. Oh my. In the night. Um, I think he was called the Blue Boy. Oh, There's God always Lord. a blue was, boy or a I white was trying lady. To, yeah, I was trying to look these up on the train on the way back, but my boyfriend kept talking about Chinese food. <laughs> what a jerk. How dare you? Like, yeah. Shut <laughs> up. Be quiet. I'm thinking about my ghosts. Old houses. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was him. And then there was a... And then there was a maid. And actually, really interestingly, my ex-husband's great-grandmother has written about this maid she saw her and of course you know edwardian lady absolutely didn't believe in ghosts very right. you know women's institute proper you know um mm. but she had written to one of her children about this maid and the maid is still seen and the where she disappears there was a staircase that has been gone for a long time and there oh. was also there was a coffin i feel what a coffin that was found randomly in the house, like oh no, <laughs> between floors. Oh Jesus! Was it occupied? <laughs> no, but they had been occupied. There were traces of like hair and clothes. Oh fuck! But no skeleton. 
I don't know what's worse if there's something in there or if there's a, there was and they were like you know what we should free this up just no the bigger question is did other living people remove it or did it get up and walk away on its own there are quite a lot of ghost stories from this house I don't oh think it's gosh. generally being considered a happy house Oh. I believe from my ex-husband that it was the the basis, and in fact, Lady Ida, who who um, who the grandmother, the great grandmother, who'd written this letter to her children, saying that she'd seen this this maid who's got she's in her sort of fifties, she's got grey hair, she wears a blue dress, and she disappears to where an old servant staircase used to be, oh but she's God. very sort of physical, physically present. But this Lady Ida, so she was married to the great Sir George and he was quite eccentric. And he was married off to this great beauty, um, obviously paid a huge price for her. (laughs) As you did back in the day in the UK, yes. As you did back in the day in the UK. And I think, so their money came to steal, but she came from a, you know, um, a much more aristocratic line. They were right. just baronets, which is like the lowest of the, it's like, she basically considered it the lowest form of pond life. I, I, I hate to think what she'd have thought of me. Um, but <laughs> That's the other thing but, that, just just a quick side note that I think is, is really fascinating um, because unlike so many you know our other guests that we've had you you spent you know so much you have spent so much time in these fantastically historical locations that have had so much happening and with with this maid going into a place was it a repeated when when she was seen was she doing the exact same thing or did she interrupt yeah she was doing the same thing i think she was doing the same thing i think that she's a a man um, like a residual, a, a residual, a residual, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas I believe that the the blue boy or the ki- the boy that kisses ladies' hands in the night, I believe that he is more present and interacting. Obviously, mm-hmm. more of an intelligent um, haunt that's actually interacting with everybody. Yeah, if he's kissing you, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he knows yeah. you're there. Unless it's like you're you're laying in the exact right position that of of whoever he was kissing back in the day, which I doubt. I doubt. I don't, I don't want to be kissed Sorry. coldly. I don't. Um, going back sounds, to going back to standards, it sounds quite sort of. I I, I don't. I don't that, know if it's I, an angry ghost, is it? He's kissing no, you. He's sure. Just, I. So I just want to pop back to Jennifer pinpointing these spots for you. Were there other places in in this in this house that didn't feel good, like dark corners within the house? Because so you've got the the petticoats, hearing the petticoats, mm-hmm. and mm. that awful spot in the woods. But I I'm not sure I found the petticoats that frightening. But yes, you would hear her walking around at night. I think mm. at first I probably found her quite frightening, and then I was just like, okay, well she. She's just hanging out over there. That's mm-hmm, that's yeah. fine. Um, she wasn't too bad. It was the the the, um, the elm trees or the pine trees or I think they were elms actually. No, 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 not elms. What am I thinking of? You know the ones that they used to plant in front of church doorways to keep witches out. Oh, they're like pines, and they begin with E. Is it a yew tree? We know this. 
hang on. Anyway, but they were kind of sinister. I'm yeah. going to look it up while you keep talking. That one was, yeah, that one was really sinister. The lady wondering about not so bad. I mean, I felt no desire to open the door and confront her. Mm. You know, the door from my half of the house to my mother-in-law's half of the house. That was not. <laughs> well, I never wanted to open that anyway. <laughs> there are two women over there that I don't want to interact with. I'm good. It's a rowan tree. Oh, a rowan tree. Oh, that's interesting. This is the yeah. one that they say uh, inspired the Lord of the Rings thing, right? Um, one of oh. the reasons why is because each berry has a tiny five-pointed star or pentagram opposite its stalk. As you do. Oh, interesting. I thought it was like an evergreen. Anyway, oh, no, I love rowan trees. They're one of my favorite trees. You know, I wonder if it felt evil because it was a protective tree when it came to uh, nasty stuff, if the evil stuff was around it. Because it wasn't it was a like rowan tree, around. though. It was It was like an evergreen. Um, hmm. Like a cypress, cypress trees there, the really, like the tall, straight, you was it you tree? You it tree? might be. Wait, hang on. You know the red berries. What? No, red berries is is a is a. Oh yes, no. You tree has uh has red berries. And they were meant for keeping away witches. Uh, anyway, uh, they were like pines, yews, yes. whatever they were. But whatever was there was really malevolent and mean hmm. and angry. Um, the well in the kitchen garden, yeah, not too bad. The lady was, I mean, she was just wandering around, doing her sewing, whatever she was up to. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. All these other what people hanging out. No, just people hanging out. Um, then when I moved up to Scotland with uh, the house that Margot came to stay at, so, so my then boyfriend had been married before and they had five children four little girls and a little boy mm. and and that house was very um very very haunted so there's a the main house um there's a long tail of a of a baying hound um so oh. there's the main house and then there's a castle like not even quite a mile away and there's a baying hound that apparently bays when the neck when you're gonna die, when the laird is gonna die. Oh my and god. And he sort of foretells the death of that laird and bringing in the next one. Oh. Um and he's quite well documented. Um yeah. I didn't feel a lot in the castle. Though it was quite an old castle. And then there was a the sort of main house, the sort of stately home, you know. Um which was less than a mile from the castle. And again, that wasn't too bad. There was one side of it that was almost unused. The trouble was that my then boyfriend's father, was he really enjoyed doing was tunneling under the house to see what was going on underneath. Now the house was already basically built on sand. It was less than oh, a mile no. from the sea. <laughs> oh, oh, God, this God. sounds terrible. So what oh. side of the house is really not entered? <laughs> Because, is it because it's because sinking? Because it's tunnel underneath and it's about, yeah, the whole thing's about to collapse. I'm so relieved that I'm no longer dating him. Oh my God. Now having to be re-propped up and, and redone. But he lived in the sort of the dower house about 20 minute drive away. And this house, which is actually now used as a wedding venue, was 
really, really haunted. And I found a lot of sinister. I felt it was a very sinister place. And mm-hmm. I think his ex-wife, who was very no-nonsense, you know, she, you know, she was a very together woman that she would wake up often in the night and find a little girl at the end of the bed and say, Carl, what are you doing here? Back to bed. And so start ushering her off back to bed. But it wasn't any of her children. <laughs> so she was like, no nonsense in that. Care. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no nonsense. It is not time for any. <laughs> no children are bothering me right now. I am sleeping. It's like when I tell my son, the kitchen is closed. You will yeah. not be hungry if you sleep. Good night. It is not snack time. Yeah. I don't care if you're dead. I'm not getting you a snack. Sorry. Um, but I found that I think I wanted Margot in the closet because I think my then we'd come back from Ibiza together and I think my then boyfriend had to go to London for some meetings and we'd gone straight up to Scotland because it was, you know, um, August the 10th and we had to prepare for everyone coming on the 12th to shoot grouse. And, um, oh my God, all your readers, all your listeners are going to hate me so much. No, they're not. They're going to think that you're wonderful. Why would they hate you? I'd rather eat something that I've killed myself than something that's been factory farmed and had a miserable death in an abattoir. But anyway. Darling, um... (laughs) no one's going to hate you. Trust me. No. Stop talking. Listen, we don't talk about our new friend in that way. (laughs) <laughs> okay don't do that i know there's all my stories are like you know going hunting shooting fishing okay and people do that over here people yeah, do that in people do that okay that's true. That's it's true. fine stop it all right <laughs> anyway it's a nice death for the grouse than it is for a chicken that's yeah, been yeah. factory farmed yeah. anyway whatever so everyone's about to descend for the for the glorious 12th and i sort of margot come we're gonna go up and, and get the house you know get it you know get get going on that one and um and it wasn't really a closet there was a sort of buffer room between my then boyfriend and me and 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 the next room and margo was in the buffer and um yeah i used to i felt very strongly a very angry i don't know whether it had ties to the church this house there was a little church in the garden where people now a little chapel where people now have weddings there was a very angry man in a black frock coat who was always standing watching me sleep. Jesus. And I'd sort of wake up and be like, oh, God, you're here again. You're so oppressed. <laughs> he was horrible. Oh. And then there were, there were sort of, you know, several drawing rooms downstairs, but there was one along a corridor that you used to, unless you were going into that room, somehow it felt okay, they're oppressive. But if you were just going past the door, you really kind of wanted to take it at a run. <laughs> you know, you kind of felt something was going to come out of that at you. Oh, I hate that feeling. <laughs> I hate that feeling so much. Where you're just like not in control of your own body and you're suddenly like faster, faster, faster. Now I'm running. I'm running. I didn't mean to be running, but here I am running away from nothing. Great. <laughs> oh, yeah, literally. And everyone else is like, Martha, you're being really pathetic. And I'm like... No, no, no. Right. No, girl. Actually, really no. Sort of say no, no. no, girl. <laughs> but a lot of the guests, I mean, it's quite interesting. I did message the, the housekeeper when I knew I was coming on here. And I was like, because now it's let a lot more. It kind of is a wedding venue. And right. 
and you know after the 12th you know a lot of people take it as a shoot as well and um and I said have you had many complaints since I left about the ghost and she was like yeah it's still pretty active <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, <laughs> going strong. So I, I have a theory about this this awful gentleman in the road. Oh, oh. So there's a church on the grounds. There's a little chapel. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here, here is my quick theory on this. You were living with your boyfriend. And not married. Unmarried. Yeah. Would is there a possibility that this is yeah. a reverend from it's, somewhere down the line, a clergy person who is who is like, who is this hussy living in sin? The unmarried living in sin thing, and he's focusing it on you because yeah. you're the female. It very much felt like that. It very much felt like Scottish kind of, you know, those really sort of pious um protestants uh, yes. it very mm. much felt like that and he i didn't actually see him but he was kind of in a black frock coat you know like a victorian edwardian right. frock coat and it very much felt like that but carol i shouldn't say names my ex-boyfriend's ex-wife Yes, had not really experienced him she had much more trouble with small children right. in little white nighties and then, yeah, the the children's side of the house, the nursery side of the house was active. What, what, <laughs> so what happened in the in the nursery part? What what was over there and what did it do? I think everyone who stayed there pretty much has had something or another happen. I mean wow. from from children this is kind of scary of the little girl ghost they really are the scariest ghost uh, yeah but i mean i think it's i think it also comes that that ex- i mean you, you look at the shining yeah. you've got those two little girls come play with me but forever and, and ever and sorry sorry i couldn't help it so did people did people witness like see these these ghost Jesus Christ. There were, yeah, yeah. Um, there were, you know, people would come down in the morning and be like, you know, you, I'd be, as her says, did you sleep well? No. <laughs> oh, but why? Why not? We've never had that issue with anyone before. Nope, just those damn ghosts keeping me up again with their bullshit. <laughs> Maybe you ate cheese before bed. They, they sometimes, that sometimes causes strange dreams. <laughs> Is that my problem? Oops. If you find yourself listening to our show and thinking, oh, I have a story that I should send in, then go to our website, theresidualspodcast.com, and send us a message. We love bringing you all things paranormal, but we would like to do more. And this is where you come in. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. After that, leave us a glowing review, give us a five-star rating, and share us on your social media. We are so grateful for your support. Now, back to the show.
so one of the things that we've we've discussed on here is that small children tend to be they have less of a uh filter filter yeah they're more open to Mm -hmm. other things just because they're little and they're new i guess um on this side of things well you hear these amazing stories about people saying oh i used to be an airman i used to be this and then the parents look into it and it is which reminds me of another jennifer story yes yes oh she was good she was so good so i bet she'd come through if you go talk to somebody else looking for her because if she was that like touched on this side i bet she'd come through I had an amazing experience when my father died. But anyway, so Jennifer was, um, so these friends of mine uh, live in part of a stately home, but, you know, lots of them have now been broken up and sold into flats. Yeah. And her son and daughter-in-law had had bought a a lovely wing of this house and were living there. And somebody else had bought the parkland. And with the parkland came some old barns, which they turned into a, like a, office conference I don't know I've never been in an office before I don't really understand but anyway that kind of thing offices right. and yeah like a conference center type situation mm-hmm. kind of thing, thing yeah. and um the cleaners were refusing to go in and clean and he said well because there was a little girl ghost <gasps> <laughs> who's the scariest ghost because <laughs> you never know if she's like a demon or not either you're always like oh it could be something else those are the ones that tend to crawl on the ceiling yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So Jennifer, um, wonderful Jennifer went, said, look, I'll, okay, I'll see if I can sort it out for you. And she went with her son, my my great friend, now great friend. And um she was going round and round and she said, I can't find this little girl. But there is an airman and his father, and this airman crashed around here or here. And his father came to look for him, and they're here. So she basically she just reunited them. She said, "Okay, we well, here. You both are. So you found each other now. Like you know, move on. You, oh, you know, you've done what you oh needed to God. do." Oh. And and yeah, they went on. I don't know what happened with the little girl ghost, but she couldn't find her. No, maybe okay, it again. Wasn't. That is the thing. <laughs> that okay sorry i'm just all like well actually um, i'm uncomfortable doing, now i'm, I'm mansplaining i'm ghost explaining right now which i'm actually uh, well actually so <laughs> one of the things with uh with seeing experiencing things that are children uh or present as children it on numerous occasions is not actually a child it's something which if it was scaring the the cleaners enough that they en masse would refuse to go into this building none of them were going yeah. right so normally then that would mean that it is something presenting as a child that is not a child it is something more malevolent <gasps> it is child. a demon then i don't want to say demon little girl goes it, it, <laughs> it's not a nice entity it's not Let's nice put it that way it might there, there's so many different things it could just be something really rotten or someone really also, rotten. Also, if I may, for a Go second. For it. Go for it. The people who are cleaning these places are used to cleaning 
grand homes and like castles and that kind of thing. They live in this space. They're used to doing it. For So for them to even be like, nope, not this room. Fuck that room. Nope. The other shit that's haunted as fuck, I'm fine with that. This room, no way. Like, yes. I feel like that context makes it even scarier because it's not like me walking into this place going, oh, it feels a little weird in here. Yeah. Like, yeah. These women were like, yeah, no, we're not cleaning here. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, if it was, if, if Jennifer couldn't find it, it was because it was hiding from her because it knew. The little girl does? Yeah. What? Or whatever anyway, was so presenting as out, it. Yeah. During the war, this place had been used as an airfield. And it was like, it was, yeah, something to do with broken airplanes. Someone had crashed there. <gasps> the father come to look for his son. Oh my and God. Jennifer reunited them and sent them off to live happily ever after in wherever we go next. Oh my God. Oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> that's know. fantastic. Oh God, she's a, she's like, I. We need her back. Yeah, well, I'm sure in. she's still around. I mean, I, I would say that she's probably one of those people that is still very much around the, the ones they saying. loved. And she's probably let's... easy to get in touch with. She most like I'm sure, and I'm sh- I think you mentioned this in the beginning. I'm sure that there are times where she has popped in to let you know that she's there, that you have felt something, seen something, and thought to yourself, just randomly had her pop into your mind, or do you know what I mean? Mm. It's those things that we tend to not notice, but they are right in front of us. But when we do become, when we do have that awareness of okay let's just keep an open mind to things that's when we start to notice things at least that's my take on it i'm with you yeah yeah Yeah. oh my god i it's so being going back being that your 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 boyfriend had children living in the part of the house that had a lot of activity did they yeah. have anything you know because it yeah. would seem to me that you know children living in a haunted home first of all they would be experiencing things more than the adults um just because they're little but also you know did would it enter like i don't know i'm like do they play with it is it by, okay so by, <laughs> so by the time i arrived they were all in their teens okay and you know, English people send their children away to boarding schools. Right. I think because they'd grown up with them, they weren't too bad. One child was a little, and one hates to say it because it makes her sound like, I don't believe her. I totally believe her. One child was a little bit more uh, dramatic and theatrical than the others mm-hmm. and actually is, is um, pursuing an acting career now. Um, but she was much more prone to being like, I am not sleeping in my old room. I'm sleeping next to you and dad in the buffer room where Margot was or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the room next door. And I was like, you, you know, wherever you want to be, babe, it's your house. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I think too, like sometimes people are just more sensitive to it. So it could have been that like, she was just noticing the presence more when she was trying to go to sleep or when she was asleep than any of the other kids right 
you know, like it could have just been as simple as that. Like the entity was there with everyone, but she was the only one like picking up on it and really being bothered. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's that thing about, you know, I, I, I've recently come to the way I can understand it now is that people are like radios. Some radios yeah. pick up on certain frequencies that others just cannot. And mm -hmm, so yeah. I, I feel, I, I firmly believe now that some people are able to pick up on that AM station that, uh, that is the wavelength that other mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. are on. Whereas other people just don't, they don't pick up on that. And so to um, them that, and they, they, then they don't feel it. They don't hear it. They don't see it. They don't experience it in any way. And so to them, it's like, but it feels fine to me. I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Whereas other people are able to tune in to that station uh whether they want to or not do you know what i mean yeah and even like yeah it could it to continue the analogy the volume is up higher for some people right. than others so i know that i've sat in rooms before i've been like real uncomfortable and somebody else yeah. is like i mean yeah it's like a little weird right. but it's not really bothering me and i'm like skin crawling like ready to throw <laughs> up get trying to get out of this house right <laughs> like, okay Oof. glad you feel great i gotta go oh boy yeah no thank you no thank you <laughs> oh man but I, think also, I, I had such an amazing thing i mean i don't from my experiences they're not all yeah okay that house that house was uh, a pretty sinister house i think oh man but when my father died i had this amazing thing where he'd like he nearly died at three in the afternoon and i was on my own with him and i was like no 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 no, no you can't you know my sisters aren't here they'll never forgive oh, themselves God. and and he sort of rallied and he was he was in hospital and then you know, I, I'm like calling my sisters and, and my mom and, and 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 everyone comes. And then by like 11 p.m. and he'd been, oh, he'd been dying for like 20 years. But oh, you know, gosh. he'd been really dying for. Mm. I, I he liked to die at Christmas as well. He really. <laughs> we had about 10 Christmases where like, oh my god, daddy's dying. And, oh no! Anyway, I know, and he was so, so traumatic. Dad. Oh. I know, I know. And then I'd like bring Margo in and a leotard and rally, you know. <laughs> I mean, if, if anything's going to make you rally, it's Margo in a leotard a wearing leotard. A, a giant <laughs> baker hair bear head, like half, half, half fuzzy and, and half, half Cirque du Soleil. Oh my god! God, I love Margaret. I, I know, me too. So it's my hard father. not. It's hard not. <laughs> Let's not go. There. It's it's hard not to to we love Margot. We should ask Margot if she's seen your dad because maybe he's still around. Maybe he's still around. Yeah. Most, um, maybe he could have been the Italian ghost at the convent. Who knows? I really wouldn't put a past him. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, ciao, ciao. Oops. Yes, I'm Italian. Yes. <laughs> Grazie. He was a great linguist. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh God, we've nailed it. I'll it text her after this. Making Margaret get out of bed. <laughs> More great breakthroughs on the residuals podcast. Amazing. Amazing. Jesus. But, but so anyway, so by like eleven o'clock that night. We messages to he'd been ill for a long time he had parkinson's 
I'd message his two favorite carers saying, I, you know, I think Sally's going now. And, and, and they came in and my, my little sister was asleep at the end of his bed, like on the floor. And my big sister had gone to sleep in the family room and his two favorite carers and I were telling stories about looking after him and, you know, how darling and gracious and he'd never complained and he was an amazing man. Um, but he would do really annoying things like come into a room at 4 a.m. and go, come on, get up. And you're like, why? It's 4 a.m. He's like, we're going to go and see for opera tickets. And you're like, daddy, it's 4 a.m. We are not going <laughs> to <opera tickets." laughs> <laughs> 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 back to bed. <laughs> oh, man. Just always on your toes with him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you need to, if you're going to do it, do it right. You're going to go all the way. Listen, no one wants standby. Let's Listen, do that this. line's not going to stand in itself. We got to no. go. No. <laughs> so, so anyway, so, so so around that time, I see that his breathing stable and I, I go downstairs and I go outside to have a cigarette. And as I come back in, I look at my phone as the lift door opens and it says 2323. And I always make a wish when the time's the same. Mm-hmm. And I, for the first time, wish to let him go that he you know he'd done mm. enough and I just wish it would be really easy and really peaceful for him and just then the lift doors closed and I don't know if you guys have ever done drugs but I I've had a misspent oh, yes. and it was like coming up on two pills at one two ecstasy pills at one it was the most beautiful loving feeling I've ever felt it was like you know it was like that the clouds parting and the sun just shining just oh on you. God. And it was just so beautiful and so visceral. It was pure love. And I went back to, it was pure love. And, yeah. and I went, oh, hi, daddy. Bye, daddy. Oh, oh God damn and, it. <laughs> and I went back to his room and the nurse was just coming out. And I said, daddy just died. And the nurse just sort of nodded and squeezed my arm and, and walked away. And I went back in. And his two favorite carers, Thomas and Orlando, just sort of squeezed my arm and left. And I knelt down to wake up my little sister. You know, I saw him and he, it was beside, you could see him leaving him. Anyway, I knelt down and I woke up my little sister and said, Daddy just died. And I said, yeah. She said, it was like I just dropped two ecstasy and come on both at once. (laughs) And then we went next door and woke up our big sister. She'd had exactly the same thing, all three of us. (gasps) Oh I had the exact same thing. And then another nurse came and she helped us wash him. And it was... I. Oh, God, that's such else, a loving thing to do. I just... Well, I, we couldn't do his willy. Well, no, I don't... <laughs> I'm not including that. I... That's Don't why worry. there are nurses. That's why, yes, that's why we have nurses uh, in that situation. But I just think it's such a loving and kind thing to it really is and I do with him yeah and I will say something that you you said you you touched on a sec ago which is you could almost see him leaving it's yeah I I was with a close family member when they passed away and you could see it's the strangest thing you can see that he like kind who, of shriveled up. Who weirdly. they truly were was what was inside, yeah. and what was yeah. what is behind the physical yeah. was just a vessel. It mm. was it was a vessel to which would you know 
when even though he wasn't physically here anymore he was able to truly really give you that big love squeeze but yeah you see you see that there is i don't know how to explain it, was it. Kind the essence of, like of who they are snake is, shedding yeah. its skin and then the right. skin that's left behind just becomes this dry husk really quite quickly mm. but we were kind of watching it happened to him particularly as we were washing him it was wow. like he sort of i mean it, it feels wrong to say because it sort of feels like it's robbing someone of their dignity and death but he, but the shell of him that remained just i think it just shriveled up it no, but became that, that's like it's a heart. vehicle yeah it is it's like yeah. yeah it was a vessel for for yeah. for who they are you know and how ready he was to leave because since my my elder sister and my mother have both since died but it didn't daddy was so quick to sort of contract and shrivel whereas right. my, my mother and sister didn't so much but we had strange things after my sister died like she died quite suddenly i'm so sorry she killed herself and oh, shit, um, darling i'm geez. devastated for you i'm so sorry she was she was ill she had bipolar disorder and it's got an 80 percent mortality rate and she just couldn't live any longer with that's hard not yeah. knowing whether yeah. what her brain was telling her was the truth or not and yeah. i respect her decision and sort of weirdly when someone dies i don't know i don't know if i want to say this because i don't want people who are ill it's not the world is not better without her i would rather have her here ill than not have her here right. the world is not better without her but i also respect her decision to say i don't want to do this anymore she's right. tired I, yeah i'm done yeah. and um i don't want to don't want anyone struggling with mental illness to think that the world is going to be better without them it will not be right right after my elder sister killed herself it turns out the reason that we have a funeral is to give the family something to do particularly in like the week or two after a sudden unexpected death and we knew you know obviously polly was unwell but we we certainly hadn't known that she was that old then um and the police lost her suicide note good old english police so i decided in about the three days after her death that i was going to ride across mongolia sides up <laughs> I mean, do what this you gotta was, do. This was my plan. Yes. My little sister then says, okay, I'm gonna come with you. She literally has not sat on a pony since she was like 11. She was into ballet, it's different muscle groups. Right. Oh my gosh. She was very successful. She got to the English National. She was an amazing ballerina. Amazing. Anyway, she decides she's coming with us. My elder sister's widow, widower, um, was going to come too then he decides he doesn't want to come so we bully my son i've got a um he's now 26 but at the time a 17 year old son oh we God. bully him into coming with us and he's like yes. I he wants to sit yes. at home and smoke dope. that's all he wants to do at that juncture yeah. in his life okay. <laughs> anyway so we all go off across mongolia together and i mean there was there were so many amazing sort of cloud things that we just knew were poorly yeah like it was so my Polly, my elder sister, died a month to the day before our younger sister, our younger sister got married. And, you know, so we, that's 
one of our sort of guilt things were we paying her enough attention it was a month to the day before the wedding and um but there were so many things around that that were just Polly was there and when we were riding across Mongolia it took us about a year to organize I say us it took my younger sister a year to organize the trip I'm very good once I'm there I'm very bad at any organization of anything oh, ever hello your younger <laughs> sister's joy you are me we're great at having the ideas. ADD. We're shit at follow through. ADD. What's your ADD. sign? I like Okay. Okay. I like okay. I like the joy. She's like, yeah, no okay. All right, that makes okay. sense. I can I can have the idea when I get to the place to carry out the idea. I can do that. Yep. I cannot do the organizing in the middle. Just, it's just <laughs> tell me when to show up. Yeah. Just tell me when to show up. Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, don't worry. With me. I've got my notebook and my PowerPoint. Got it. Let's I got it. This. Here's your schedule. <laughs> just follow it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what my younger sister did. <laughs> that is this podcast. <laughs> we need to drive to this point. This is where we meet our horses. <laughs> and then we end up at this point. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> But on my little sister, she was away for her first anniversary, which was really hard for her. And we're in outer Mongolia, you know, there's like, well, actually, there really was really good sour reception, weirdly. Not expected. <laughs> my yeah, my, my brother-in-law had made us take a, a satellite phone um, and it'd been like a thousand pounds. It was one of the big spends on our trip. And we were like, oh, God, we're not even going to use all these minutes. But anyway, that day, on the day of that anniversary, was the perfect love heart that we rode towards all that day. And it stayed, oh this gosh. perfect cloud love heart. I've never seen anything more beautiful. Um, yeah, there was, I mean, like, just after she died, she sent us places that we'd never been. And we kind of weren't really functioning. We were kind of, you know, we were kind of walking in the same direction, me and, and her uh, widower and, and my younger sister, you know, the dog still needed to be walked, so we go for a walk, but, but there's this bit in, in Battersea Park where you can't take dogs in, so we'd never been in before because we've always got dogs with us. Mm -hmm. And that day we were just like, no, we're going in here, and we sat down on this bench, and we were kind of together, but not really together, and we were kind of, you know, someone would cry and someone else would stroke their back and it was just kind of silent and still and beautiful and and then I turned around and I saw this this I like I swear she'd let us there a sign that said if I should die and leave you here a while be not like others saw and undone who keep long visuals by the silent dust and weep but for my sake turn again to life and smile nerving my heart and trembling hand to finish these dear un unfinished tasks of mine and like my sister holy oh god my elder sister Polly was a journalist and she'd worked really hard to um she worked for the uh, bbc world service mm -hmm. and she'd been really proactive in like ending modern day slavery and, oh and these kinds of things and and i mean it was just yeah it was so her. Why else would we have gone there? We'd never gone there before. Oh we my weren't God, even that's amazing. Where we were going. We weren't even allowed in there. We had a ton of dogs with us. Right. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. Really yeah talk about signs, man. Signs. Yeah. Dude. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
I, that's yeah, I mean, beautiful. I, that I, is occasionally still feel home. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But she is kind of like, you know, your friend's friend who's like, can you guys stop riding horses? <laughs> right. Like, really I, can't, <laughs> I can't be here all the time. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Just open your eyes when you're walking a little. Like, right. Look up from that phone. Look up from your book. Stop right. looking at clouds just for a second to make sure you're not going to trip over anything. <laughs> Actually, weirdly. So yesterday when I was staying with these friends who, the guy of whom's mother's Jennifer, um, a math tutor arrived before the daughter and I was like, oh, God, I, I'm going to be on this um, residuals podcast tomorrow about ghosts. Do you have any ghost stories? And she told me <laughs> some great ones. <laughs> oh, good. So there was a poltergeist in her grandparents' house on the Isle of Wight, <gasps> who was obviously yeah, a poltergeist. And guess what he did? This is the meanest trick any ghost has ever done. He used to cut around the glass just under so when you picked up your wine glass to have a drink it would just all fall out <laughs> what? What? oh my god oh, nothing mean as border guys you ever heard of you know <laughs> this is crazy that you're saying this because just <laughs> yesterday i was doing ghost research as you do and i was something came up something popped up about certain parts of the isle of wight that have way more paranormal activity than others. Whoa. And it struck me because we would go there when I was little on holiday. Um, and I I loved the Isle of Wight. And so it was it was crazy to me that and that popped up yesterday randomly. So the fact you're saying was this. So much in the wall, wasn't right. it? And I it's so funny because and you it's know, also surrounded all, you know, by a large body yeah. of water, which tends to kick up, make things Magnetized. more active. It does seem to be that everyone's always like, oh, you don't get modern ghosts. But they always do seem to be from about 100 years ago, the ghosts, don't they? Right. Well, so I wonder if there is a sort of, well, a lot of them. I wonder if there is like a sort of turnover, do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I think you probably just get bored of hanging around. I know there's yeah. only so much to do on the other side. And then you're like, fuck it. I'm going to come back and just check in with people. Well, I was told a story by a family member who had their brother-in-law come to them after being yeah. deceased for a few years and say, Hey, this is exhausting. Yeah. Like I can't keep like helping you guys. Cause right. this is exhausting. Yeah. Like it's really yeah. hard to like harness all the energy to like, stop you from getting hurt or whatever Doing stupid <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, i just need you to i don't know maybe take some more concern for your own well-being because i really have to go now stop hunting right. yeah. get off breaking fucking horse martha get off that fucking horse yeah. <sighs> but that I, I mean maybe that's why maybe they're just like all right like i've kind of haunted as much as i want to haunt uh right. <laughs> i don't really like airplanes they they're weird and too modern for me. I'm out of here. Like, I just don't want to be around. Oh my God. Or maybe there's something to soul recycling and they just come back. 
I don't know. I do kind of feel like it's not recycling. Yeah. Maybe. I love talking about weird shit. What if, what if, what if? I don't know. I've never heard it referred to in that way. Soul recycling. I like that, Joy. Yeah. Like, oh, well, put me back in. You hear all these amazing stories about, you know, small children, and they know exactly who they were. Right. Yeah. In their last life. And then if their parents actually do the research. Mm-hmm. Was that person who had they're, that name? Who died just in that benched. Way, who did that job? Yeah. They're yeah. benched, and then they go, "Put me back in, coach. I'm ready. I can do it again. Let's go." Okay, this this makes me sound really eccentric, but I've always had a memory of talking to God before I came here. <gasps> I love that. And, <laughs> and sorry, you know, that's a weird like, noise. It's just like <laughs> you know those pictures of stars that they're taking now. Yeah. Um, that are like, but we didn't have those. Like the neb- nebulas and stuff like that. Yeah. The uh-huh. nebulas and stuff. I remember being there exactly as they're now being photographed, talking to God, who in my manifestation of him was an old man with a long white beard. Sky and Daddy, him saying, yes. okay, you can go here and it'll be really hard, but the next time you get to move on again, or you can go here and it'll be a bit easier, but you got to go back again. I don't know which one I chose, but I really hope this was the hard one. Because <laughs> if I got to come back, I'm really. <laughs> That's bonkers. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, because you do actually hear stories of kids, little kids saying to their parents, I, I'm, you know, I saw you and I got to choose you. Yeah. And I've, I've been trying like, fuck to get my kid to say that i'm like i'm really happy you picked me to be your mom <laughs> hoping that Have she'll you... say i did i it was between you excuse you, me it was but no stop leading the witness i know whatever. <laughs> i'm just like thank you for picking us she's like yeah all right and i'm like fuck I just, I want to have, I mean, I do, my child does say creepy shit, but that's beside the point. That's another, whatever. But um, I just, that's the only creepy thing that she doesn't say that I'm like, will you please just do, nope. Okay. You're really happy you chose me. Yeah. I just want to be like, I'm so happy. I just need some validation that I'm doing a good job. I just Uh, want to be validated. My parents keep (laughs) it. That's probably what she's doing. She's giving <laughs> she's giving me the most the the most politically correct answer she can, where she's just saying, You're welcome. She's like, I just really wanted to be in California. Right. Uh, and it didn't have anything to do with you, Mom. I feel her. I feel her. If only everyone there drank whiskey and smoked cigarettes, I would be at home now. <laughs> I choose that one, please. Mm-hmm. So I I have a question for you when it goes to uh, hopping on the animal thing. You have a a magpie that I'm just going to tell you. Boyfriend to get her, but I expect he's going to come back without her because he hates her. (laughs) I'm I'm going to make a formal request that either you start a social media account just for her or that you post more content of her because my daughter and I really she really enjoys watching uh the videos uh, of the magpie and she is always like wait can i watch um so and uh, like magpies have symbolism um Mm. spiritually they're they're, you know associated with witchcraft magic divination prophecy but they're also 
you know, a lot of, there are some things where they're like, they're seen as a bad omen, but in actual fact, they're actually not, they're messengers. They bring things. It's like you people, magpies, they love shiny things, but they also gift them to people. They bring them. Mm. Yeah, what mostly I mean? what she gives me is maggots. And then I'll like I'll turn up at a drinks party and like you know shake out my hair from hat hair and then a maga will fall out and I'll be like oh I'm so sorry I'm living in a magpie. She wants to feed <laughs> you. She wants them in my hair. She came from my mother. I am a hundred percent convinced. This is so my mother's sense of humor to give me what I want. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and I've always wanted a baby magpie. Oh my God. Yeah, now I live with Hecate and she's um she's incredible. She's uh she's incredibly what I really love about her is that she's got such a very strong sense of self. She weighs less than a good Thursday night used to. But God forbid I know exactly you touch what her. you're talking about. <laughs> yes. When she doesn't want to be touched. <laughs> nah. Right. Oh my goodness. She literally weighs about two grams. You know? <laughs> but my God, she will let you know what she's thinking. <laughs> I love this. How did just quickly? How did how did Hecate come come into? Did she just appear yeah. and like become your friend? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this happens a lot with animals with me. This mm. time, enjoy. <laughs> Check. Make a note. Yes. I mean, like, Ernest, I've got this big 30-kilogram bull lurcher right now as well. And he, so I had a lovely old dog, Trevor, who died and um, over COVID, and and he just died. And then my mum got diagnosed with bulbar palsy, most neurons, so oh, she had a, quite a short lifespan. So then my little sister comes back from New York with her two tiny little boys. And I think... Do you know what the situation really needs? There's a 30 kilogram bull lurcher. So I literally, I'm on Facebook that night. I see a dog needing a home. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> mine. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't realize it was 30 kilos at the time. I thought he was like half the size, but whatever. <laughs> and he did make everything so much more fun and joyous and better. And this magpie came. So I had a stalker. Like, so my mum died. Oh my God. My daughter God. died. My horse had died, whatever. I mean, like nightmare, couple of years. I've just broken up with that boyfriend with a house in Scotland. Ugh. Anyway, then I have this crazy stalker who strangles Jesus. women. Oh, then, oh my God. Up, Men, yeah, we are things. <laughs> no. But also now you get where I'm like, I really hope this is the hard one. Yes. the easy one. What's next? I'm this is the hard one. I'm telling this you, this is yes. the hard one. You did chart. Yeah, your next one's going to be a fucking, it's going to be a breeze. It's going to be a dodge. Oh, I'm going to be, be a fun. princess. Be great. <laughs> oh my God. Which, by the um, way, for, for, for listeners who don't deal with, with kilograms, the, the dog is, is around 65 pounds. Um, he weighs the same as I do. Yeah. No, no, I'm not 65 pounds. No, I'm 120 pounds. No, yeah. But he's, yeah. So anyway, he's he weighs dog. the same yeah. as my son. He's a big dog. Right. Mostly I look like Mary Poppins in a tornado. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I God. I am the railing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but he's a babe. He's such a babe. He's called Ernest. I love him. Oh, God. Um, anyway, he hates the magpie. They both do. 
anyway, so so then I had to the stalker trying to started trying to break into my apartment. He's oh. he's really, really ill. Um my sweet friends who own the apartment that I'm now in were just like, just get out of there. Go. Now I lived in this incredibly beautiful apartment in Kensington, and I now live in. I'm very lucky to live here, and it's it's a charming apartment, but it's it's not my very 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 beautiful, light, spacious, huge, airy. It's not your home. apartment. Mm-hmm. It's, not it's not your my home. home, right? It's not my home, but 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 it's lovely, and I'm very lucky to be here. No, I mean, but, but I understand home. it. But I like, get it. You have I to, get yeah. it. No, I get it. I get yeah. it. I get but it. it's not. It's it's not. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's not full of my stuff, it's full of their stuff and right. it's okay. I'm lucky to be here. Anyway, so I come here and I'm feeling I think, you know, with everything that had gone on in the last like three years, I was kind of just I kind of went into adrenal fatigue and I was feeling really depressed. And mm-hmm. anyway, I was the face of my friend Victoria Grant, the milliner's campaign yes. that year. Yes. I did yeah, she's an amazing milliner. I love lovely, her. lovely design. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm the face of her that year, and I've got so many pictures I'm in a, a post, and and I couldn't think of a funny caption to post under that one, so I just it was a black and white hat, and I just went just a reminder if anyone finds a baby magpie after one. The next day, a guy messages me, "I found this baby magpie. It's not going to make it on its own. I don't want to pick it up if you don't want it because I do not want to look after a baby magpie. There are a lot of work. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Yeah." where are you brilliantly he responds with loads of pictures and videos of this tiny little i mean nowhere near a fledgling barely out of a nestling but kind of on the cusp oh magpie gosh. and i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry, so sorry, what what, what, i don't know why we've decided that she's a her but anyway we have i'm like where are you again he finally then admits that he's in north wales my car has just been ridden off oh yeah i mean we have literally been through the mill for the last three years so i have to get four trains like at the end of may we had this really hot spell in england on the hottest day of the year up to north wales i'm on the train to pick up this magpie on like my third of four trains to collect this magpie i follow the guy back thinking i wonder what he looks like so i know who to meet at the train station his entire profile is gone. <laughs> and now, Americans, we don't have guns in the UK. <laughs> no, no, for good reason. Mm. For good reason. We had one school shooting, we banned guns. Oh, because, really? That sounds like common <laughs> yeah. sense. How fucking logical. <laughs> I'm moving. What, uh, what a concept. Fair, they were all really beautiful shotguns. And it turns out... He makes really beautiful shotguns. And I went and met this amazing man called Erwin Puman. And he just makes these really beautiful shotguns. And he's this really nice, genuine guy who literally turned up at the train station like an hour's drive from his house in North Wales. And that was close as I could get with a baby magpie in a box. <laughs> oh my God, I love this so much. Together. I love this. Oh my God. That's incredible. How long and, ago was that? How old is she? Uh, at the end of May. And now it's, what are we now? November. Oh, my goodness. And then I thought she was going to leave home. She got really good at flying. And she kind of left home. And then and then she hadn't come back the next day to get food. So I printed up all these posters of, like, 
Missing. Lisa Dame, Young Magpie. Missing <laughs> Magpie. Oh, Hecate. We'll bring you maggots. <laughs> Answers to Hecate, worms and kisses. If she's being a pain or she's in distress, give me a call. And it was so life-affirming. Like, literally a thousand people called me going, I think I've got your magpie. The reality was that, of course, I put it up like 250 flyers. I fly it everywhere <laughs> around my area. Why? I did my street last thinking that, like, everyone on my street knew that I had a baby magpie. There's a disabled <laughs> lady two doors down that didn't know I had a baby oh, magpie. Hecate's been trying to break into her house since like 6 a.m. the day before. She's been calling the council trying to get pest control. Oh my God. <laughs> Luckily, her son stands up to see her and it's like, oh, mom, that bird? <laughs> she's crazy neighbors. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, this is amazing. And so she's back again. <laughs> well, I, I'm pleased. This is not unlike my squirrels. Oh, Joy has squirrels. Yes, squirrels. Oh, I have nice. squirrels that fell out. Uh, the brief synopsis that fell out of the tree at the end of the driveway. I took them in. I fed them in the middle of the night and slowly worked their way back outside. And now they live in that tree and they come back. But it's like they're teenagers. They come back when they want snacks or want me to do something. Um, and now is the turn of seasons. So they're getting fatter and furrier. And man, one of them has been on my screen door. Okay. All of the time lately, just like snacks, snacks, Where snacks. <laughs> I bring them out snacks. She like puts her hands on us like, hello, do you have anything? <laughs> so, yes, they go away and they come back, but they always come home. She's a squirrel whisperer. I mean, that's, <laughs> she's a, she's a crazy squirrel lady. That's it's not my is. first. It's not my first round with squirrels. It okay? is. It is I have. I've made friends with many squirrels in many states in this fine oh, country. Oh, so um, but I definitely really I don't think a squirrel that. would survive two minutes with the terrier and the lurcher, sadly. Mm, but, probably. Yeah, but... or, or it sounds <laughs> like Hecate, to be perfectly mm. honest. Mm, I'm amazed that Hecate survived this long. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love that. It's so cool. Martha. I have absolutely loved chatting with you this morning, oh. our time, this evening, your time. So great. You are an absolute joy. Mm -hmm. Absolute oh, joy. Thank you for having me. Sorry, you can hear so my two fun. terriers going bonkies in the background, maybe right now. We've got two <laughs> terriers who are homicidal, who think everything's what? a homicidal maniac. Um, <laughs> everything from a squirrel to maybe someone just walked by a house. Not sure. Um, <laughs> But it's it's been an absolute joy talking to you and listening to everything that you have experienced. And you are an amazing, strong woman who has survived so much. Mm -hmm. Resilient. In, mm -hmm. in such a short amount of time. You exactly. Resilient is the word. And it is an absolute joy and a privilege to have met you and talked to you and, and heard some of your stories. And thanks for having me. Thank you for sharing all of that. You're a wonderful fucking human being. Oh, no, but life's all probably experience. I know, it, but know? darling, you, and you're sharing it's it though. Experience. You're sharing it because one of the biggest things is that other people are going through something and they feel alone in it. And when they hear someone else sharing about it, that they have come through the other side. Then it's 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 
it's it's that little like you you become that light at the end of the tunnel for them and so right. thank you for being that exactly. little it does always get better and it yeah. is always darker just before the dawn exactly <laughs> oh. know, the dawn never fails oh, so important to hear that um, it's really important joy you're gonna be okay my darling me i'm fine i'm always fine she'll yeah. she'll make a cuppa after this and take a deep I'm breath fine. I'm fine. So as you as you probably have heard, Martha, <laughs> yes. Oh, it's it's not oh. noon yet. Who cares? <laughs> it is. Listen, it's 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 past seven in the UK, Joy. You're it's fine. fine. It's um, five o'clock somewhere. So, Martha, I'm now going to make you do our gratitude thing. So That's right. that is, this is we, Emily's thing. It is. It's my thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> we we make everybody just at the end of you know each episode. We just each say something that we're grateful for. A little, big or little. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, you can only pick one, Martha. Um, oh my but, God, Emily, she can say more than one. Whatever. No, okay, you can have a fine, you can have a few. You're our guest. You get a few. Okay, okay. okay well, I'm really grateful to be in this flat. I'm really grateful for Hecate, who is so funny. I'm really grateful for my dog. And I'm really grateful for all my experiences. Yes, I love it. Perfect. And I'm grateful for whiskey. You know, <laughs> who isn't? Whiskey's good. It's a good thing. Yeah. Emily. Um, Emily. Very quickly, I am grateful for my giant, I've got a giant Taylor Swift swag from uh, her movie. Dude, listen, this is from the movie. Uh, My child made me go see, we had to see the 8 a.m. of it uh, on a Sunday, the weekend it opened. So I utilize my gargantuan super gulp cup from it uh, as my water cup because I need to get better at drinking water. So currently thankful for this um but just also god martha i'm just i'm incredibly thankful for you and and margo oh my god yes yes oh i'm very thankful margo joy what are you grateful for well, since you guys said all this serious shit, I guess I'll try and find something not that serious. I'm grateful that um, that ice cream, eggnog, and whiskey all together in the right proportions is making me real happy before I go to bed. I'm that grateful is a good for thing. that. That is a, that that is a that is and a Chinese very... food. Chinese food is great. Do you know my husband yes. doesn't like Chinese food, so I like have now forgotten Divorce it him. exists. What is I'm gonna go get some Chinese food. Divorce. Divorce. You know what? I think Divorce. I'm gonna Divorce. get. <laughs> I mean, there's other redeeming qualities <laughs> that need to be big. <laughs> um, okay, and on that note, Martha, we That's love my you. <laughs> we love, love you. you. It's your Chinese food. Until we love next you. time, we love you. Oh I got I got I got to finish though. Okay. Do Until it. next time. Sage your sofas. And don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Chinese. Bye, darling. I don't want to say demon. Little girl ghost. <laughs> it's it's not a nice entity. Let's put it that way. <laughs>